Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kids Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today, I'd like to give a shout out to a listener named Colt, who drew a picture of a werebear for us, and it looks spectacular. Be sure to visit the website, kidstoriespodcast.com, to check that out. Thanks for the drawing, Colt, and thanks for listening. Today's story begins the tale of what happened at the Valleytown Dojo while the other ninjas were out on the high seas in their exciting pirate adventure. While Ben-Ben, Bulis, and Tatiana were away, Master Momo had quite an adventure himself, and this is that tale. Today's story is called Momo Takes a Break. Master Momo stepped out onto the front porch of the dojo and took in the sight of the sun rising over the horizon. Like any other day, it was a beautiful morning in the valley. And unlike any other day, it was mostly quiet at the dojo. Most of the time, the grounds of the dojo are busy with the sounds of the ninjas beginning their training sessions or preparing for their daily missions. Today, however, Momo was all alone. Bulis, Ben-Ben, and Tatiana had left on an important mission, and Tim and Ray were busy at the bullfarting arena all day. Momo had the entire day to himself. What to do, what to do, Momo said to himself as he thought about his to-do list. He could fix some shingles that needed repairs on the shed, he could do some yard work, or maybe even repaint some old dojo buildings. There was always lots to do. As he walked around the dojo, updating his to-do list, he noticed a carrier pigeon fly overhead and land on the message bar. Now, in the valley, people often communicated with each other using birds. They would write a short message and roll it up and place it in a tiny tube attached to the bird's foot. The birds were so smart that they knew how to get everywhere in the valley, and then they'd go and sit on these bars people set out just for carrier pigeons, They'd wait there until someone took their message and gave them a treat. Then they'd go back to where they came from. Momo reached up to the bird and gently removed the small tube tied to its leg. He fed the bird some sunflower seeds, and as it ate, Momo unrolled the paper that was in the tube. Inside was a short message. It read, Momo, it's been a long time. We should get together and catch up. Stop by soon. The message was signed, Blunderbuss. Momo smiled. Blunderbuss and Momo had known each other for years, way back before Momo started the Valley Town Dojo. They used to be best friends, but hadn't seen each other in years. This was the perfect opportunity for Momo to relax and have a day for himself. Momo recognized the address on the note, It was the same place Blunderbuss had always lived. It wasn't too far away. A nice scooter ride through the valley. A pleasant walk through Hemlock Woods. Momo was now very excited about sitting down with Blunderbuss for the day and talking about all the adventures they had together. And maybe he'd even stay the night there and not return to the dojo until tomorrow. Momo hopped on his scooter and made his way out to Hemlock Woods excited about finally taking a day off and getting to visit with an old friend. Hemlock Woods was a massive forest 
thick with incredibly tall trees and a few different ponds and streams. Hemlock was a popular place for people to go camping and hiking and fishing. Unfortunately, it was also a popular place for bandits. They would most often go there to hide out if people were after them, and sometimes bandits would even try and steal from the campers and hikers. Momo knew this but wasn't too concerned about it, and he always packed his swords just in case. Momo got to the forest and parked his scooter near the tree line. He hadn't been to Hemlock in a long time, but he remembered the way, and he took a path heading north through the forest. The forest was filled with the sounds of, well, you know, the forest, the wind in the trees, animal sounds. But soon Momo began to hear voices. He slowed down and crept toward the voices, which happened to be just near the path he was taking, only further on down a bit. As Momo approached, he noticed two girls around a campfire in a small clearing. They seemed alone, but Momo noticed that they were wearing something that resembled ninja dojo gear or some kind of outfit. Momo kept watching from a distance, trying to gather as much information as possible before approaching the group. Soon, two boys emerged from the woods around the clearing. One was holding two fishing poles and the other was carrying some freshly caught fish. It all seemed like a simple camping trip. Since the trail Momo was on wound right through this clearing, Momo thought maybe he'd stop and eat with these campers before he continued on his journey. Howdy, Momo said as he approached the clearing. Name's Momo. Looks like y'all got yourself a nice little lunch about to cook up. Mind if I join you? The kids looked upon Momo cautiously at first and then... Noticing his ninja gear, invited him to sit. Hi, Momo. Come and sit. I'm Callan, and we're the Hemlock Forest Protection Service. Are you the Master Momo from the Valley Town Dojo? We've heard of you. Didn't you guys have that big battle with the Red Dragon a while back? I remember. Everything was so stormy then, it was crazy. We were out at the forest edge when it happened, and we all saw, like... Far off in the distance, the red dragon flying through the air and heading south, and then, well, we didn't see it, but we heard a couple days later about this epic battle you had, and all your ninjas fought him off, and he retreated back to the dark forest. That sounds so crazy, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's me, interrupted Momo. The Hemlock Forest Protection Service? I've never heard of that. Is it new? Um, sure. We really just made it up a few weeks ago. There's no dojo that serves this area, and we've been seeing more and more baddies lurking around, so we made ourselves their protectors, said Callan. Uh-huh. You guys have any formal training? asked Momo. Sounds kind of dangerous just setting up in the forest and fighting bad guys. Well, no one else is going to do it, said the other boy. We couldn't just watch the place get taken over by bandits and stuff. Of course, of course. It's tough to watch something you love come under threat. And clearly, you guys know the woods. Uh, let's eat and talk a bit. Master Momo and the kids ate fresh fish and some of the things Momo had packed. Momo learned that their names were Callan, Grayson, Daisy, and Brinley, and they lived just outside the forest. Every day they came into the forest to play, but mostly to run off bandits. 
And while they didn't have the training of an actual dojo, they did have special skills that made them very capable to protect the forest. As the meal wound down, Master Momo presented the kids with an idea. Listen, I think what you're doing here is great, and it sounds like some kind of protection is needed for the forest, but you need to understand that going out day after day and looking for trouble, eventually you're going to come up against something that you can't handle. Now, I'm meeting up with an old friend tonight, and I'm thinking that maybe he'd be interested in taking you guys on as apprentices. You know, you could learn from his training, and he could help you keep this area clear of thugs. Sound good? Before any of the others could speak up, Callan said, Oh yeah, definitely. We'd all be pretty excited about that. We've even talked about starting our own dojo, but never really even knew how to do that since there were no other dojos run by kids. We figured that it was more of an adult thing, like maybe there was paperwork to file or something, and we can all read and write, but none of us really wants to do paperwork, you know? I mean, we don't know exactly what paperwork is, but my mom sometimes says, I have so much paperwork, even my paperwork has paperwork. And then even the word paperwork starts to sound weird, you know? Like, paperwork. Paperwork, 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 paperwork. Paper. All right, interrupted Momo. Okay, then. Listen, you guys do your thing here. And I'll swing back by the forest sometime tomorrow, and we'll talk about it some more. Just as Momo finished his sentence, there was a sound off in the woods, the snapping of a stick or something. Before the kids could even lift their eyes to peer into the woods, Momo had unsheathed both of his swords. He stood tensed and silent, his eyes scanning the forest. Quiet, he said. We're not alone. Momo then realized that this entire trip, he had his guard down. He was so intent on relaxing that he hadn't been keeping an eye out. And normally that would be all right since he was often accompanied by some ninjas, but he'd been alone this entire trip today. And with all the kids' talk of bandits and baddies being about this forest, he was suddenly ready for the worst. He noticed that Callan and Grayson were moving to face the forest and had pulled out fighting sticks. Brinley stood in front of Daisy and they pulled out fighting sticks of their own. The group stood listening intently to the woods around them, which had gone eerily silent. Momo, his eyes narrowed, took a step toward the tree line, ready to go get whatever was out there. Before he could take another step, though, there was a whooshing sound, like, like a heavy wind through the trees. Their hair was blown around and leaves were kicked up, but still they saw no one. Then a heavy, thick purple smoke seemed to come from nowhere and swirl all around them. They were enveloped in the smoke and struggled to see through it. Momo sheathed his swords and reached his hands out to try and grab the kids, to try and keep them all together. Before his hands touched anything, though, Momo fell to his knees. He could barely keep his eyes open. He was growing unusually tired, but he struggled to find the kids in the smoke. On his hands and knees, Momo began crawling and reaching out. The smoke near the ground thinned out enough for him to see then. It was lifting up off of them. 
Momo saw the four kids all laying down, completely asleep on the forest floor. And just before he fell asleep himself, he saw a figure emerge from the trees. Mysterious Mr. Max. The End. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Adios.